Druidic experience to be out in the woods, frosty leaves underfoot, and mist dripping of bare branches to collect all the foliage and berries for our autumn, our Christmas wreath. Something very pagan about it and very joyous. And into this wreath I shall be weaving sounds, many sounds, sounds of woodpeckers, blackbirds, pheasants scared off by the passing. And a few of the words of the incredibly kind people who let me into their lives this year with my microphone to record changing lives. Sensitive, sensitive lad. You just, you know, you can see it. Seeing where, where he is with things, and he tends to connect a lot with children. He always points to little boys and then points to himself. And I said, That's right, Sam, yeah. He doesn't point to another man, he points to a, a young lad. I don't know how he sees himself, really. It, it just conjures up, you know, what, what, does, what does go on in his, in his mind. I think there's a lot going on in there. Must be a lot going on in there. I don't think a lot of the time, if he doesn't want to communicate, he won't communicate. <laughs> he doesn't say, what's the point? You know, in other words, he's taciturn. Yes. <laughs> you know, he doesn't need Oh, that's to. a Jane Austen term, that is. <laughs> yeah. what, what does that mean, Sarah, taciturn? <laughs> taciturn means you don't, you don't yeah. feel the need to use many words, yeah. basically. Yeah. You know, keep yourself to yourself, yeah. really. Which is what, you know, I suppose autism is all about, really. That's what, you just live in your own world, which he seems to be quite happy doing. Always a bit of an experiment to see what lasts and what doesn't. As in life, really. I think everyone's tunes, it, it, it really comes from their heart, like their soul. And yeah, I think it's just all about um, understanding uh, each other's backgrounds and where we've come from and where we are now. Because most, most important is how you move on, you know, uh, the future, the past is yesterday, you know. I'm walking through a coppice grove at the moment of chestnut, sweet chestnut. So beautiful. Sometimes you'll be writing a lyric and you might not have even consciously addressed that in your own mind and then it comes out on the paper and you'll read it and listen to it and think, oh yeah, and it sort of like helps crystallise that and bring it out and you make sense of it after you've written the music rather than before, if that makes any sense to you. stealthy in this wood. <laughs> They're always going to know you're coming, all the rabbits, and the foxes and the badgers. Oh, what else? Oh, there are museums in Japan, aren't there, where basically people bequeath their skins, these amazing 
um, Japanese bodysuits. Body yeah. yeah, but I don't. I don't know if that's... No, not really for me. I mean, I'd probably just want to be put in a rowboat and pushed out in the thing and fire some flaming arrows at me and then that'd be, that'd be me done. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Write yeah. that down. So then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I'd say yeah, that, that, your that'd be me. Your tattoos are about your life journey. They're not exactly. about anybody else's. No. No. And if you're not there to narrate them, then they will just no. be images yeah. to somebody else. on my mind so a week had gone past and when I went to Ovation she said I've got a letter here from you somebody's rich I said oh okay I suppose I was intrigued you know what I mean like wow like who's this girl like going out right out of her way to find me do you know what I mean you know, and found me so I told my probation officer she just smiled or whatever and I walked out of there that's in South Wimbledon he'd received the letter so he phoned me on the Tuesday and we met on the Wednesday the next day yeah. and we've been together ever since and so that's why I do believe in love at first sight, because that it happened to me. But he's been bloody hard work all through it, but I stood by him and I just stuck to my guns. The sun's filtering down through the trees right now. There are hardly any leaves left. Last few. It's broken, the light. I can't really describe it, but it's very beautiful. And do you know what? It was just like a realization, you know, like you know, for, for the chaos and the madness that had been going through my head for years and years and decades, you know, that everything that I know that these people want and they're looking for and they need, Told you, you know, like I? a beautiful wife, a lovely home, you know, family, you know, even their mothers and fathers or whatever, you know, that some of these kids didn't have mums and dads. They was like eighteen, nineteen, and they're like. Look, they look like children, you know, and I, and I could see that, that these people were getting out in four to six weeks and, and they was coming back again. And I, I remember phoning the rain up and saying to her, look, I'm so grateful for you and I'm so sorry. And she said, that's all right, don't worry about it. It's only a couple of years, we'll be all right. So I'm not talking about the last two years, I'm talking about the last 30 years, I'm really sorry. You know? Hmm. Spindleberries, they are great in wreaths. and not having enough air to do the things that you would ordinarily do makes you feel very anxious about conserving your air and makes you kind of wary, so your way of being is quite wary. And so people who had sort of shoulders up round their ears, they seemed very tense, their body language was quite closed and, and defensive. And also, I think they were just, they'd held these positions maybe for many years. I think, you know, chronic smokers often have reasons why they, they turn to smoking as a way of relaxing. And, and all, all these tensions, you can really see over, over the years, they sort of build up in, in the person um, when their lung disease really hits home. Is it ordinary then? 
be all be learning to breathe properly. Definitely. I'm a terrible breather. This is what I've always said. Um, I mean, I've been a specialist nurse in respiratory for 20 years now, and I've always said it, we forget how to breathe, all of us. We forget. We become lazy. And when you watch a baby breathe, they are breathing from their abdomen. You watch anybody else breathe, they're breathing from their shoulders because they forget to actually completely fill their lungs and they're using more accessory muscles and more so in people with respiratory disease because the whole of the mechanism is completely gone for them and they're trying to retrain but they can't because their focus is on this disease and finding it difficult so they start to hyperventilate and then you can just get them into that control and suddenly they realize actually I can do this. Well I think we're going to put some agapanthus heads into this so let's cut that off. always thought you've got to move forward and carry on and no matter how bad it is now it will get better uh, there's been some times where like it's felt terrible it's felt horrible like nothing's going to get better but I knew it was going to get better at some point because it's been better before and it's the whole thing of once you've hit rock bottom you can only go up of course it's misses my family but maybe in the future, not maybe, but a hundred percent, in the future everything's coming to be okay. That's you know, life is all the time not like it's straight. You know, life is sometimes coming up, coming down, coming up, coming down. Life is different. that there is a lot more anxiety it's not just it's not just hearsay it's pretty palpable um, amongst younger younger people and somehow that creating soft funny sweet silly spaces for families to just let go a bit together could be really beneficial Okay, Mike, we're going to go up the lane. I'll leave these here. The Black Death, when it first struck uh, in the middle of the 6th century, was associated with a period of very significant climatic change. And it's also evident that the late 13th and 14th century saw significant, vast, global climate change. So there seems to be a correlation between pathogenic mutation and dramatic climate change and changes in climate systems. Oh, there's some amazing moss here. Oh, I don't know, not sure. Ah, yes. It's a bit earthy. If you want to take it to the other level of fighting evil, you just have to keep going and know that although you might succeed for the moment, it's not going to be a permanent solution. You just have to go on fighting and realise your own uh, guilt in that. That's why he says, nous tous pestiférés. We're all carrying the plague. We just need to fight it in ourselves as well as elsewhere. You can say that the human being is a ruined masterpiece in the terms that some Christian theologians 
would use, but it's still a masterpiece and it's not incapable of being restored by a sensitive artist. <laughs> Hello, ladybirds. Whoa. Lots. Oh, lots of old little house of ladybirds in there. No wonder the leaf's curling. Mm -mm, lots of curly leaves here. What does that mean? Although it's in many ways a very grim novel, because people do die horribly, uh, it's also a very cheering novel in that they pull through at the end. If one looks at the documents in 1348, 1349 in England, what one is most struck by is the extent of administrative continuity and resilience. They're still holding courts. They're writing them up throughout the pay year. The government of England on the 15th of June, 1349, with plague raging all around the country, sets out some of the most ambitious legislation any government has ever set out. So I, I think one is optimistic. I, I think the overwhelming sense is of humanity's resilience and ability to adapt. Hashem vahu vaistamasti ustasti ustamai yadeshai vaistai Hashem. Yeah, so I reckon those ladybirds are feeding on something that's making the leaves curl. Oh, marvellous. Anyway, I believe fundamentally in a balance um, in nature. And if you've got a lot of one pest, uh, a predator will come along because there's lots to eat, you know. I never use chemicals. As you get older, you realise the importance of karma. And you realise that you, you know, with every action, I think it's deciding your karma. The most important uh, three tenets in my religion are good words, good thoughts and good deeds. And you really have to try and live your life based on these uh, tenements. I think the world is a great leveller. I don't believe we have to wait for the afterlife to see it. I, I, I think in, the, in this world only you tend to kind of pay for your deeds is what I truly believe. So these stems, lovely glowing red stems, are from a dogwood. Dogwood is such a, such a beautiful thing um, to plant. And if you manage it well, which I don't, <laughs> you cut it back in oh, March, something like that, and it will encourage it to throw up more bright red stems the next, uh, the next year. And these look great in your arrangement. They catch the sun on your front door. If it's outside, yeah. Well, I think the COVID-19 has been the biggest warning that uh, humanity has had until now, that uh, we cannot live without the nature, and we are part of nature. I think this has been the biggest warning until now, but it's not going to be the last. So if someone is thinking, oh, there's been a pandemic, that that's it, everything's under control, no, nothing is under control. There was a funny week where we were told not to look at the news because there was such negative press around teaching that they thought it would be bad for our well-being. But I think that highlights exactly how the sort of atmosphere around education during corona is in the UK. It's very sceptical, it's very pessimistic, and exactly that, it's not celebrating the efforts that are going on behind the scenes. You can always find one or two things that are wrong and emphasize those. 
but there's always so much that's right and so much that's great that's going on. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. What do you feel the future holds for you now as a young teacher? Yeah, I'm very optimistic. I think education could improve massively as a result of this pandemic. Yes, there will be a lot of catching up to do, but if we use what we've learnt, you could massively improve their experience of school in general in the future. I hang on to my magic show like a drowning man. I think I will have a new lease of life when I open the suitcases this time. Everything will come flooding back. And I will be able to entertain. To me, audio is freedom. You could paint your own picture and you could use any colors that you have in your mind. You could paint the sky red or paint the snow blue and it will be your picture. Although I really wanted to, I've always been quite outdoorsy. But I really believed that if I went to a climbing wall, I would be laughed at. Eventually, I said, you know what? I've got to give it a go. And I went and all my fears were untrue. And I had the most amazing time and I immediately became hooked. I think a lot of people that do rock climbing will tell you that there is some kind of addictive element to it. And I, I really felt that. Okay, how are we doing? Oh, there we are. That's, that's brilliant. These are dead branches. Well, pretty dead. Uh, covered with lichen from the hawthorn. And uh, this is anyway overhanging the road, so it needs clipping back. So I'm not doing any harm to anybody. And this lichen will just glow in the sun. It's yellow. We moved to Southend because I had the longing to live by the sea. What we weren't prepared for was how much we have fallen in love with it here. It's the entrepreneurial spirit that is alive and kicking. And I think that the lockdown has just proven that. And I think in particular in Southend Town Centre, it can be a bit of a no-go zone for some people. So we want to somehow go against the tide and be a place where people, it will draw people back into the town centre again. In some of the places where people have done that, and for example, there's craft work and there's doyos and uh, there's a skate shop in the Victoria Shopping Centre where we are, and there's some amazing businesses that are doing that and share that vision that we have of an amazing new future for the town. We just think there's so much potential there and so much cool history that we want to be a part of, and hopefully we can join forces with some of them and collaborate and, and make that vision a reality. Time for my stoutness exercise. Up, down, up. Oh, I'm breathless before I start. 
Mm. Right, team, come on. Use those abdominals. Make sure you're centered in your core and make sure you're really working through that body. Here we are. Chinese lanterns. They're a pest. I don't recommend them planting in, in your garden because they'll take it over. But they are really, really, really pretty. Naughty pretty. Handkerchiefs out. Handkerchiefs up. Blow noses. Put it away. Ready? Breathe. Breathe in through nose. Breathe out through lips. Slowly. fly plant that is an it's a wonderfully weird thing yeah we'll definitely put that in the shoe fly plant it's dead easy to grow from seed you know order it online wherever Chilton seeds that's why I recommend oh and another thing I might try in this wreath is um, what's it called skimmia skimmia Q green okay Dylan, sorry my little friend Dylan, age nine, yeah. he doesn't like the word disabled, we're wheelchair users. Okay, that's good. So I said, okay Dylan, I'll, I'll go with that one. <laughs> so that was, that was his preference. So I think disabled is a horrible word. And last but not least, this hydrangea, my favourite hydrangea, Madame Emile Mouillère, with um, white heads in the summer which have now turned to this glorious shade of pink touched with green the perfect finishing touch i was quite worried that i would be a bit i might get dizzy i mean i stand up quite a lot so i've got a stand-up chair but actually when i got in it it was just so nice and easy to walk um and you just feel your body enjoying it you know you just feel that stretch you're in a correct position you're not having to hold yourself up. So now press the button a bit three times. And Louis's just and a lovely close. man. And and he's always there on the back okay, if anything happened. When you first did, Jenny, did it feel okay? You feel safe? Did you feel worried? No, it felt very safe. And it felt great. <laughs> One of us, like, not got on with each other. So it's, it's like a little family already. Everyone has their input, and then yeah. we use what. The, I guess it's the majority. We haven't had no disagreements yet, None so. I think yeah. I've been yeah. the early days. <laughs> <laughs> never failed you've never really lived every mistake that you make in life can change into a positive tomorrow is not promised any day could bring apocalypse get up off rock bottom now before they close the coffin lid you have to make a real mess in the kitchen 